0: The girl just flicks her cigarette out of, out of the window and it hits, it's, it's,
1: it's, 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 it's its It's fucking amazing.
0: Oh, she's um, gonna die. I'm, I'm, you I'm littering.
1: It's David Lynch, man. There's gonna be fucked up yeah. shit. It's oh, gonna yeah. be
2: ghosts raping sheep. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Don't be such a weirdo.
1: Al Pacino versus Robert De Niro with guest referee Marlon Brando. Elected.
2: Well, I mean, he could have been a contender, but... Uh, oh! oh, oh
1: Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the 2003 horror classic that pitted Freddy Krueger against Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Jason. of oh, sweet,
0: dark meat. Tell me something. What kind of faggot runs around in a Christmas sweater? If
1: you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook twitter and instagram at film tank show and you can listen to all of our episodes on our website filmtankshow.com or on itunes and now here are your hosts nick cheney Tucson egan and myself alex diekman Hello there again, everybody, and welcome into episode 81 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, along with the usuals. That is Tucson Egan and Nick Cheney. Welcome to
0: Film Tank, bitch. Welcome to Film Tank, bitch.
1: Way to steal his thunder. Yeah, what the
0: hell, Uh, Tucson? I'm sorry. I worked hard on that. There's
2: only so many, like... You could have did a Jason line. There are no Jason lines. That's the point. Yeah, but that's... That suits you best. Fuck
1: you. Anyway. Hi. So, what's up, man? (laughs) So, yes. Today we are talking about... Uh, just a wonderful little horror movie entitled
2: Freddy vs. Jason. And I just want to say that I do not condone the use of the misogynistic language that I used earlier, but uh, I was merely paraphrasing. Uh, it runs several quotes from the Nightmare on Elm fusions. Street. <laughs> you know, this
1: this honestly, um, surprisingly, this seems like a film that should have been made in the late '90s. Like this, I is, thought you were going to
2: say they should have won Best Picture
1: that as well. Okay, but uh, this seems like a pre-nine. 9/11 film to me for sure. It does. So it's interesting that this came out in 2003.
0: From the picture of uh, George Bush on the back of the wall.
1: No, uh,
2: more more so because of just... when, when Freddie walked past the Twin Towers. <laughs> oh my god! Love it.
1: Uh, <laughs> More of what I was getting at uh, was sort of the relaxed. I mean, this doesn't seem like a movie that would have come out in that time period. Yeah, um, I can see that. especially now being 15 years later, uh it just it just seems really especially considering silly. the fact that
2: they were already past their prime. It's not oh, yeah. like the Nightmare and uh Friday the 13th were still going really. Like this was a decade past when they were actually going to make this movie. So yeah. yeah, no for it to come out at that point uh, com- uh relatively compared to their franchises makes no sense. But, but no.
0: really this is like it's the, a cash grab. The, the, yeah, the early aughts was the the era of of last ditch efforts to mine both of these properties, similar in the way that Alien versus Predator was. Like these yeah. these two films, like Freddy vs. Jason and Alien versus Predator, are just the 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 epitome of creative bankruptcy.
1: Well, and other than Scream, you really didn't have any horror franchises no, at, no, that no, at that, that point that were as popular. Um, That could have been like, oh, why didn't you just make another one of those? Why is there this here? Yep. You know, you had Scream. uh, You had I know what you did last summer. I believe those only did like
2: two. Those. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. Like there wasn't a slew of franchises like we have now. As we see coming out later this weekend is the next Blair Witch movie, which I I, I, I
2: know it's not like a franchise, but still. Oh yeah, no, no. I feel like during that era, it's weird because I've said on this podcast that I don't earlier in this podcast run I should say that I wasn't a huge fan of horror but when I was growing up I used to watch a lot of horror I I mean I used to saw all the shit horror movies that came to theaters like uh, Child's per- Play no, but... You know like, Child's Play? I that never... shit fucked me up as a kid. It should have. I, I was yeah. going to say, I didn't watch it's that horrifying. because I, yeah, I, it is. I, I was going to... like That wouldn't scare the shit out of me, but <laughs> I saw all the mediocre shit like Boogeyman with Matt Barry um, from Seven's Heaven. And what? Yeah, just like all the... like Or like Dreamcatcher or whatever with... Um, the Ernest movies. With Kevin Costner.
0: Hey, the Ernest Halloween film was actually... Fucking legit. terrifying. Yeah, it yeah. was. It's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're going to get more into Freddy vs. Jason in just a couple of minutes... Uh, First, Nick had an idea of just a little small-ish segment uh, that he wanted to bring to this, so I'll let you explain sort of the, not rules, but kind of what gave you uh, reason to bring this up and and what you sort of brought to the table for us to uh, decide what to do for this little segment dealio so take I, it away.
2: I would love to. Good. Yeah. You're going to. <laughs> I suggested that in... Don't make uh, me ask twice. <laughs> uh, in honor of Freddy versus Jason, a uh, cinematic masterpiece, I decided that we would kind of look at the, r- the idea of the... Uh, it's, I would say it's pretty rare, uh, in which two titans from uh, different uh, cinematic franchises come together and, sh- you know... I don't know. Just Try mash, mash because, two, yeah.
0: two action figures together and see which one will win, quote, quote. Right.
2: I mean, they certainly went the, weren't the first. I mean, Universal did it all the time with, like, Frankenstein meets whatever and, yeah, you sure. know, like, all that kind of So I This definitely harkens back to that. But just in this day and age, I, I wanted to throw it out to you guys and myself as well with which uh, cinematic showdown would you want to see that doesn't already exist and that is actually doable. And by that... I simply mean you have to be able to explain it, and you can't use, like, like actors that are dead or something, like, in a role that, you know, like, you'd have to either recast or whatever. So just something that, like, you want to see happen, and that could f- uh, reasonably happen. So should I give what I came up Please with? Please do. Yes, I'm excited. So... um I came up with uh first I came up with an unrealistic one so I had to scratch that maybe I'll talk about that I was going to
1: say if if you have more than one I have I don't. two I I have oh. two that I wanted to to I have the one that I actually want, the one I just wanted to mention that I thought was kind of a funny thought. All right, well, good. I
2: will mention my funny thought one. Okay, good. Because if it was realistic, but sadly it's not, I because I've been marathoning the Evil Dead series, uh, first of all, I feel like you could put Ash in anything. Yeah. I mean, that's literally in the title of, like, Ash versus the Army of Darkness and whatnot. So Bruce Campbell playing Ash, who is clearly still game because he's, uh, he's in the TV uh, show continuation of it. But I would love <laughs> to see a buddy... Comedy action horror thriller Where Ash uh, As played by Bruce Campbell of course Walks into (laughs) The bar that Patrick Swayze Works as the cooler for In Roadhouse (laughs) 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 And zombies are out to get them Because you have Ash who is a Sexist uh, You know kick-ass dude and you have Patrick Swayze who's a philosophy major kick-ass dude. Like, I would just love to see the hilarity uh, that would ensue of them trying to basically do like a Night of the Living Dead situation where zombies are kind of overrunning their, their joint. Because, uh, you know, you, you can't, as much as uh, Patrick Swayze, like the best cooler in the world, according to the universe in the movie in Roadhouse, he he, he would have nothing on zombies. Uh, so I, I, that was just a random thing. How are you going
0: to bounce zombies, man? Yeah.
2: I know yeah. that's what they'd have to figure out. But um if I if I were to enter a real scenario that could actually happen because unfortunately Patrick Huzy uh passed away, uh, but a real scenario that could still happen and I would still like I would love to see it is um Kurt Russell as stuntman Mike <laughs> versus Christine the car. <laughs> <laughs> because, hold on because like yes. I would, I think that would be a great like B exploitation film where you have the return of stuntman Mike and he's driving around you know looking for the next woman to kill or drive around crazy and whatnot and what I would love to see is like um, just like you know it takes place mostly at night or something like that and in the rear view mirror of his own car he starts to see headlights following him and so he thinks somebody is following him and he doesn't know who and he uh, he probably assumes that it's one of the, the women that He, you know, harassed at a bar or whatever. And it's not until like halfway through the movie that finally it's revealed that it's. It's Christine, the car that's possessed from the uh John Carpenter film, which was also John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, this is already basically making itself oh, yeah. uh come into fruition. Uh and then it's at that point that it becomes this wonderfully grimy like vehicular warfare uh uh be be exploitation I'll I I, watch the shit out I, of it. I, I just think like, yeah. that would be great. It's Kurt Russell versus the car with no driver. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that is my that's, random thing that came to my head. That's but Fantastic. I would watch it I love it, thank you if
1: I could uh interject I, yeah. I i definitely took a little bit of a different approach with mine um so the funny one and it's not necessarily funny but it's, uh it's an interesting take uh I think so at least uh and it would include um an actor who uh is in fact who played both of these roles so in this film uh this would be directed. Uh, by David Lynch, Okay, and written by Terrence Malick, who's oh, no. not really known for his writing. But hold on. No, uh, no, no, I'm interested. Yes. And, uh, you did your homework on this. Not <laughs> really, no. Uh, the two characters, then, who would live in this universe uh, would be uh, Jack's father, played by Brad Pitt, yep. as per usual. Uh, And he is struggling uh, with the vision of Tyler Durden from Fight Club throughout. Wow. Wow. That would be... That would be a something yeah. And so, it would actually be a little bit fitting Because he torments his child Throughout <laughs> that entire
0: film I want you to hit me yes. as hard and as you can But dad, I'm eight
2: <laughs> No, they they literally have that scene in Tree of a Life Where, <laughs> yeah. where he's having his child Hit his hands and yeah. yeah. try to teach him how yeah. to yeah. Can Can I ask Sure. Um, If you've thought about this at least So is, is he playing two different characters Or I is mean, Tyler Dernan A part of
1: Jack's father See, and that's why I think having David Lynch direct this masterpiece would really ambiguous. I, kind of and I like the idea too of Terrence Malick writing the script for it because his scripts are basically meaningless yeah. So I, I don't know and that was my throwaway one too
2: just oh man now I'm just picturing all of this like narration I'm like I, I am Jack's father <laughs> but, <laughs> but but in all whispers I am Jack's father
1: and then there's gonna randomly be like a a ghost raping a sheep or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. my god! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Where are you from? It. It's David Lynch, man. There's gonna be fucked up yeah. shit. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be
2: ghosts raping sheep. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, <laughs> I never, I, don't I, be such a weirdo.
1: So my real one, uh, definitely that <laughs> no, I would love. That wasn't your no, real no, no. That was that was my fun one. Oh, okay. I to the one, was, one, that was, one that was fun. The yeah, the one that I was definitely would want to see. Uh, is a film that involves the dude versus Doc from Inherent Vice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I would totally be on board. I know for that. you would. I'd I, be <laughs> way on board for that. Yeah. Just because if they were both investigating something that the other person initiated and they're just struggling to, oh, man. Oh, so Jesus much. the Christ. So much you could do with that. I would love that. I know you would. I would too. Wouldn't it be great? I <laughs> would be. And they, of course, would both never
2: figure out. <laughs> yeah. the end of it. Oh. So, they would like share clues and then yeah. it would just get a more and more confused. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I would. And they would have like a weird sort of uh, I imagine like a And then you got to make room for Chinatown because Oh, I was going to say if you could just have Jack Nicholson ripping a page out of a book and <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> but you could have I'm actually thinking about it now. Obviously they're not the same person. But you could even have, a, like, a weird, creepy scene like uh, Christopher Lloyd has in Back to the Future 2 where he's like, oh, I don't think there's going to be any uh, weather tonight. Oh, <laughs> do you have a screw? Oh, I bet uh, a wrench. Oh, don't you mean this size? Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, oh. Just
1: struggling.
0: Oh, yes. I didn't mean that. Oh, <laughs> nope,
1: nope, can't look at you, though. Mm-hmm. No storms tonight. <laughs> so, anyways,
2: I don't know why. I would be I, imagine, I know you would be. I and really, I, I'd I, watch a TV show of that. Oh. Yeah, just um, yeah, that's just busting crimes and, well, probably failing
1: to. Yeah, well, it's okay. Yeah, I think uh, actually, uh, for me, that would be way more entertaining than Inherent Vice was, even though I've only Whoa. seen that. Come on now. I've only seen that the once. I was going to be Nick Turner and Alex. Yeah, <laughs> I've only seen that the once, so about, uh as many times as you have brought it up on this podcast, I think it's your a second watch. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it feels like you've seen it again. It actually does, yes. All right, Tucson, let's hear this... Fucking gem you have. All right. Undoubtedly.
0: I don't have a, a fun one. The only fun one that can <laughs> the only fun one I can think of is, is maybe like Alf versus Chewbacca. Like I just like <laughs> to see these two hairy things just like beat the shit out of one another. Like That is not fun. Oh well, I think it's fun.
1: Alf <laughs> versus Chewbacca? Yeah.
2: Um. Oh, oh Oh you threw a cat at me. That's not fair. <laughs>
0: yeah see it's fun uh but seriously the- all i gotta say is Alf wouldn't
1: be fucking stuck and frozen after han solo gets murdered yeah, right? yeah. he would have got shit
0: done yeah that's sat Just there explain for yourself all right
1: <laughs> so so
2: what's your real one
0: okay so my real real one i want to hear more about this <laughs> the real one uh is 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 kind of difficult be- oh, no. for, for 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 one re- for oh, one no. reason, it's like these these two characters occupy uh, different <laughs> times, where one exists in 1862, oh, and the other character exists between uh, 1892 and 1927, mm. but they're both played by the same actor. Oh, okay, it's a theme here. So <laughs> bit. I would really love to see a no holds barred um, long form fight scene between William Cutting the Butcher from Gangs in New York. Uh-huh and um daniel plainview from there'll be blood because i just want to see daniel day lewis get into character for both of these characters and just beat the shit out of himself for for like 30 40 minutes it would just be incredible That would be good
1: yeah yeah uh bill the butcher is a little more uh physically ruthless and yeah. he's kind of an idiot where <laughs> uh daniel plainview is actually the pretty much exact opposite of that where he's a pretty obviously smart dude yeah. um and obviously he can fight physically but and, yeah, that's yeah the same once he
2: loses his cool yeah
1: well i mean he is fighting someone who's about half his size usually so <laughs> you got, you got, or is a gun so you know
0: <laughs> you got two you, you got two butcher knives versus Just like a bowling a butcher can. in a basket
1: butcher in a basket yeah <laughs> Wow. Oh, love that shit. We could just stop the episode right now. Like we don't even have to do the Freddy versus Jason shit. Like this is... I mean, we never really
2: had to do. That. <laughs> but that's just a gift that we give our listeners. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's my thing. I, I I would be and and that would be uh, going to say. That would be a tale of two mustaches right there because mm-hmm. yeah. He has a glorious mustache in both films, but it is pretty different. If you had suggested
2: any other actor playing two roles against each other, I would have said that was stupid. But I would I would pay money to watch Daniel Day Lewis basically either act against himself or fight himself. Would... <laughs> every every role he has to fight. Or, against if, himself. or if it was one of the two that you mentioned, like just beating the shit out of Lincoln. I mean, I would watch that too. <laughs> no, I'll... no, no.
1: Although it would be a little bit awkward when they had the actual like physical fight scene. They're like, oh, we have to get the we have to get the stunt double in, or we have to get the you know the extra because we can't have you. I'm uh, playing myself. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I am playing myself in both, but. You can't semi contract. <laughs> but but you can You're fighting yourself. No, or maybe even. God, what happened to your foot?
0: What, what's his name? Uh ah! Rowdy Rod Rodney Piper against uh, R.I.P. Man, the guy from the raid. That'd be pretty cool.
2: That would be. I Pretty mean. sure
1: Rowdy Roddy Piper is dead. Fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm really sorry, listeners, that <laughs> Tucson off. had to bring the mood down like that. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: You could pick somebody else from the wrestling arena, like Chris Benoit or no, somebody but... like that.
0: What? No, no, I'm not gonna fall for that one. I know about Chris Benoit. No, that was a uh,
2: that was that the I... guy who shot himself and his family. Uh, or yes, that a different person? Oh,
1: yes. Okay. Well, it's so a different... so what had happened is that he murdered his children and wife, and then and then he committed suicide. Oh, but I brought the move down. I'm <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> no, but the... Yeah, I
2: realized I just said shut himself and then his family. If that's, well, that's it, kind it, of it was the self. inverse <laughs> of that, but,
1: yes. But the the uh, the just... Very, Murder, suicide? Well, no. The very WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it, sort of approach that was... WWW. WWW World <laughs> Wildlife Federation. <laughs> no, so they stole their name. So they couldn't do that. That's oh, why yeah. they're WWE right now. Anyways... Yeah, they ran, like, a Chris Benoit, like, special the next night.
0: But they didn't know.
1: Right. (laughs) And then they found out, like, an hour later.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Well,
1: they've had other hiccups over time. That's when
2: Donald Trump was really into wrestling, right? (laughs) I I can't Love it. Yeah. Yeah, (sighs)
1: Yeah, no, but, um. (sighs) Boy. Roddy Roddy Piper, there's a. There's a throwback for you,
0: yeah. Donald Trump versus Gordon Gecko, and I mean Donald Trump from Home Alone Two, not the actual person.
1: We, really? we need to have uh, we need to have celebrity Deathmatch come back. I
2: That's was just God, about yes. to say, like we're basically having a pseudo uh, fan fiction episode. This of, is the writers' room for the next season celebrity of Celebrity Death match. Yeah,
1: that is, um, and maybe it's because it was at the perfect time for me to like something like that mm-hmm. when I was in middle school, but. Yeah. I watched so many of those, and I was just entertained every time. Yeah. I
2: remember it being on. I remember I hated it because I think it was like 7 or something. Yeah. So I just obviously had no idea really what I think what going was back, because I,
1: I have a couple videotapes of it from its original run. I think going back and watching it, I would enjoy it way more than I even did then. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, I yeah.
0: I'm I'm really impressed with what I what I presume to be the just the, the the turnover for those episodes because that's claymation. That takes a while to actually animate, let alone like to implement all the special effects and stuff. Okay. And they just had full seasons that were actually reactive to things that were going on in real life. Like damn.
2: Yeah, it's like South Park. But with claymation.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and more effort.
1: Oh, oh snap. It's the truth, though. yeah. I have to find I have to find out now because the the thing that always I always loved, which is something I like a lot about uh any sporting kind of show is usually the commentators, which was very important in celebrity deathmatch. Like who was
0: the voice for that?
1: I, I don't know, that's I've not I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Um but I, I remember they had silly names and uh and I wish I could remember what they are. Oh, there's a whole list of celebr oh Oh, the uh, one of my favorites, and I, I this is one that I would definitely like way more now. Mm. Uh, the celebrity death match on this episode was Spike Lee versus Quentin Tarantino. Oh my
0: God, <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh man, can we just do that episode over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, starting to get pictures, aren't you?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, like just looking back through some of these are just so fantastic. Like there was. Uh, Just going through a couple of the fights they had on some of the episodes. Charles Manson versus Marilyn Manson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. How about Hillary Clinton versus Monica Lewinsky? Oh. Wow. <laughs> that's dated. Well, I... we
2: know who won in that scenario. Oh. Uh,
1: let's see here. David Letterman versus Jay Leno. Oh, that's good. Roger Ebert versus Gene Siskel. <laughs> wow. Uh, that pretty much was every episode of their show. Pretty much. Oh, uh, some of the like. Oh, here's one: Christopher Walken versus Gary Oldman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: Everyone everyone. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio versus Jack Nicholson.
2: Oh. I like it. Really? Like it. Yeah, that's an interesting matchup for that era. They were like, two.
0: They were at two different points in their careers right. and their how lives. About, how about David
1: Hasselhoff versus John Tesh? <laughs> Versus who? John Tesh. I don't know. Who, the who is fuck that? Who is that? I don't yeah.
2: even know.
1: Uh, how about Charles the Prince of Wales versus Prince? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, rest <laughs> in peace. He's,
2: he's like a uh, prince.
1: Uh, uh, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson versus Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the two alien people. Yeah, it's funny. The two couples. Yeah. Oh. Oh.
1: Roseanne versus Kelsey Grammer? <laughs> Not versus <laughs> Tom? No. Oh. I, I don't know, man. I don't I'm you, listening. Yeah. And then uh here's here we go. El Pacino versus Robert De Niro with guest referee Marlon Brando.
2: Elected. Well, I mean he could have been a contender, but uh, oh! uh, oh! Gosh, yeah. oh.
1: uh.
0: There, there, well, that's enough of going
1: through guy. individual Celebrity <laughs> Deathmatch episodes. <laughs> that, was a nice no, walk- more, more. that was
2: a nice walk down memory lane. I was going to say, it was fun for us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the listener who doesn't give a fuck about Celebrity Deathmatch if they've already just moved on to something else. Hey, should, it, yeah. happened. But- <laughs> <Yeah>. it happened. It <laughs> happened. All right. Well, that was a great little uh, <laughs> idea to do that segment before we ventured off into the usual nothingness. Um, but, but good <laughs> Good suggestion, Nick. I like oh, where your head you. was thank at. Thank you. I try. You do. Yeah. And you do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So today we are talking about the horror classic, Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> <Horror>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this film came out in 2003, and it was, uh, as we hmm. already mentioned earlier... It was
2: number one at the box office for 56 weeks straight. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking- no, shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> you said it like
0: so confidently that I was just like, "What the fuck is with you?" <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Number one at the box office <laughs> for
1: fifty-six straight minutes. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, it was directed right. by Ronnie Wu.
2: Ronnie Wu. You? I thought it was you. Ronnie Wu. Is it with a Y? Well, why, uh, yeah. 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 Run, I don't know. Run, run,
1: I don't know. Uh, if, if you want to look at the films that he's directed that you may have heard of, uh, the only one <laughs> don't. you may have heard of is uh, Bride of Chucky, oh, yeah, uh, wow. the film with Jennifer Tilly playing uh, Tiffany, the Bride of Chucky, so there's that for you. Yeah. Uh, randomly, too, Bride of Chucky in 1998... Uh one of the main characters is played by Katherine Heigl. So if you <laughs> if you want to go see that wow. uh before her career completely collapsed, uh that would be an option. Yeah. So this film, uh if you weren't able to guess, uh involves Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees as they return to terrorize the teenage population. <laughs> Except this time, they're also out to get each other. Aww. Yeah.
2: Get Aww. each other's hearts. Oh. Yeah. Warn
0: your friends. Warn everyone. Welcome to my nightmare.
1: We're not safe awake or asleep.
0: Why won't you die? Jason. Place your
1: the film stars Robert Englund, surprisingly, as Freddy Krueger in, I believe, his last portrayal. Uh, yeah, it yes, it was. Uh, and what a way to go out. A guy named Ken
2: Kurzinger as Jason Voorhees. I'm pretty sure multiple people played Jason throughout the whole run of his... Because uh, I feel like stuntmen played him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think there was a professional wrestler who played him in the, uh, in the the reboot. The Rob Zombie, no, <laughs> no,
2: wow, no, but the the 2009 Friday the 13th yes. thing, okay, yes. yes, that makes sense. That that uh,
1: wasn't him, but this guy, uh, yeah, has played a lot of just silly uh, roles over time, where he pretty much played played like a thug or, or something like that. You know, the usual yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, the henchman guy yeah sure
2: uh, this, the guy with no lines
1: yeah, correct he was perfectly cast perfect uh, also Monica Kena is in yeah. here yeah and uh, I'd seen her before in things but Nick you had mentioned her. oh once. I had a
2: big crush on her because she was like the one of the leads at least on the second Judd Apatow show called uh, Undeclared which oh. came after Freaks and Geeks and that was also a short-lived cancelled after one season show mm-hmm. because TV hates Judd Apatow well It's
1: not necessarily his arena So
2: there you go It could have been Because he was making fantastic TV shows But you know what He jumped to movies And clearly (laughs) He did an okay career choice I would agree (laughs)
1: Speaking of careers that didn't work out Kelly Rowland uh, appears here after being dumped out of Destiny's Child yeah. and uh wow. she uh, started her acting career and then it ended after this film and she's
2: not a survivor. I don't know. Oh Ooh. man. Ooh. This has
1: just been nick has been on a roll. Yeah. Uh the clear star who uh,
2: made it out of this
1: film was Jason Ritter. <laughs>
2: wow, what a statement. <laughs> I mean not that like wow. I dislike Jason Ritter, but like if that's like the uh you know like even like the Is first that... Even the first Friday Thirteenth had Kevin Bacon, and the first Nightmare at Elm Street had Johnny Depp. Depp. I mean, that's
1: (laughs) yeah. No, this one did not have the names come out of it. Uh, But Jason Ritter has been in a couple things here and there, so it's not like I enjoy Jason Ritter. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, he was in that film The Intervention that we saw at Sundance that I really, really liked. On demand now,
2: if anybody wants to rent it. There you go. Uh,
1: And you have a couple other people who, are, if you. If you saw them, you would probably recognize them. Who is the
2: guy with the frosted tips? The the rent-a-cop? Who's the guy with the frosted tips? His name is Lachlan Monroe. He Uh, looks like a... Basement Bargain, uh, whatever you call it, Busey. Bargain Basement. Oh, Gary Busey? Gary Busey? No, he looks like I Jake Busey, that. kind of like, like a knockoff. of. Busey? Yeah, that's the thing. Is cause...
1: That's not good. You couldn't even look like Gary. No, he you doesn't. look like Jake. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, what I mean. He, he's like a knockoff of Jake Busey. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Damn. Uh, what an existence. Playing the fucking Hey, enemy Jake of the Busey state? is in
2: Starship Troopers, one of the greatest movies of all time. He is in that movie. Very <laughs> what good. else has he been in?
1: So, anyways, yes, this yeah. uh, the, identity, this Lachen, Lachen Luchen Monroe, Lachen Luchen Lachen. Thank you, German <laughs> Tucson. Uh, he uh, made his uh, career in that incredible film version of Night at the Roxbury yeah. with Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell. <laughs> so, oh, man. if you ever want to see Memories. him in something else, that is a good place to start. Uh so yeah, this film uh is a silly, ridiculous, bad what? horror film. Yeah. No.
0: Yes.
2: Please Well, we're gonna have to draw a line in the sand right now. Okay.
0: Okay, good. Alex versus Nick. Oh, look at that. Two yeah.
1: uh-huh. Play Playing the game. I yeah, <laughs> like it. Yeah, I actually, I think
2: I'm the only one who had seen this in the theater in 2003. Prior to, because just to fill the listeners in, (laughs) all three of us just watched this movie mere moments before we recorded this episode. We Mm -hmm. literally were in one room, watched the movie, and then we walked to this room, yes. Where so we are still like for, at least for me, I'm still processing the themes and um, some of the, uh, I you know, you some mean, of the more. I hate a, like a torpedoes. <laughs> yes, torpedoes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I saw this in the theater uh, when I was 16 <laughs> years old, uh, which is is interesting because that was fucking 13 years ago, All right? Dang. So you're old. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Almost 30. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, And this is the first time I actually sat down, and now I've seen the classic scenes from this a couple times, uh, including the amazing exchange between Kelly Rowland and Robert Englund late in the film. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, That's dated. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Still, it just came out in 2003. It's not that long can't,
0: ago. Can't believe that dialogue passed through a censor. Just like, yeah, oh that's gonna...
1: no,
2: dude, come on, man. Yeah. That, at that time, you could. I was going to say that yeah. was. You watched uh, Can't Hurry Wait with us, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, that, that was like the... now, that was pre
1: 9 11, so it was. And I'm just saying, like there was a, a shift. Freddy versus
2: Jason should have known better.
1: Well, there was a shift. <laughs> <laughs> There was a shift in terms of what was yeah, able to and not sure. able to get past For people uh, well, in terms of ratings yeah. uh, after 9-11, which is, is kind of an interesting little thing in and of itself. Yeah. But yeah, this film kind of just does whatever the fuck it wants, and whether it be good, bad, or otherwise. And um, I guess Nick should start off, since uh, he has become quite the little horror aficionado as of late. I'm so
0: proud. I know. it's, uh... <laughs> But
1: it's not like horror films that people like are all about like it follows and that kind of thing even though you don't necessarily don't like those movies but I'm you've like movie. gotten big into the franchises of the 1980s yeah, and uh yeah let's hear a little bit about that and about what led you to uh want to make this <laughs> an episode and what you thought about freddie Bruce jason of course uh,
2: th- thank you so much for that introduction oh, yes. uh my name is nick cheney <laughs> Uh, and yeah, if you have been a longtime listener, mom, uh, to this podcast, <laughs> you you know you uh, you'll certainly have seen the trek of a little boy growing into a big man. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, I used to say things like, I wasn't really into horror. And I know I've said this speech before, but, like, it's evolved even more since the last time I've given this speech. And so now, not only am I, like, into horror, uh, but I decided that because I, I, I couldn't continue to say those things if I haven't watched any of the ten-pole franchises that I missed out on when I was a kid that all my friends were watching, but I just never really gave a shit about. Yeah. So in the past uh, few weeks, I have been watching everything from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to the Evil Dead trilogy to uh, the entire Nightmare franchise to the entire... Uh, I haven't started the Jason uh, movies yet, even though we're watching Freddy vs. Jason, though I think I have a grasp on his character. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of lore that was
0: like conveyed for that. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
2: but i do have those on my desk waiting for me and i'm even watching them um, all the halloween stuff so i'm going back i'm watching them all and uh when i when i came across the wikipedia page for freddie versus jason it, it dawned on me i'm like holy shit this movie came out like i remember when this movie came out i you know i had not thought about it since it came out but i I clearly didn't see it in the theater because back then, and especially at my age, I would have been like 12 years old and I probably would have thought that it was a genuine like scary fucking movie and like it would have scared the shit out of me. You don't just have one (laughs) horror villain, you have two, you know, whatever. Um, And so the more I read about it in this past week, the more I went, I went to Tucson now, It's like, I think a week ago when we were recording the other episode and I'm like, we, I, I really want to watch Freddy versus Jason, and that's what got the ball rolling. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and I and I had seen this uh, at a perfect time to see a movie like this when I was sixteen, and I have never been a fan of horror films, uh, but I do remember certain aspects of this movie that did tickle, tickle me. Experience. I mean, just from the beginning. Uh, when you have the guy who gets smashed up in the uh, the bed oh, early yes. early in the film, that just is a nice little lifter for you, it and is.
0: it's a nice little lifter.
1: This is a film that definitely had a checklist and said we need to hit every single fucking. Every single item that people are expecting from a horror movie. And they did it. Asshole boyfriend. They did it. (laughs) Yep.
2: So to move on as far as like what I thought about this particular installment, Mm -hmm. and this is someone who's seen uh, quite a bit of Nightmare and only bits and pieces of Jason. So I, I don't know how this fits into the Jason lore. Um Although I think even just from this viewing, this is clear, that this is basically a nightmare movie uh, with Jason thrown in for good As measure. As a
1: kind of bizarre sort of protagonist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the good child. Well,
2: yeah. He goes to heaven in the last episode. <laughs> I mean, that's how I interpreted that wonderful tree of life ending. Um, so I, I have to admit that I enjoyed watching this movie. It is yeah. um, it is so strange. Stupid, <laughs> but I would be the first person to argue that I think this movie is like fifty percent in on the joke. Uh, I Absolutely. think certain scenes.
1: I mean, you you have the last image is the <laughs> head of Freddy <laughs> Krueger winking at the camera. So it's...
2: Oh, that just that was amazing. <laughs> I did not know that was coming. Oh, you did? Oh no, oh, I knew a, great. I knew certain thing like the final showdown and whatnot, but I had no idea. Oh that man, final that is. Scene.
1: In in addition to the, the Kelly Rowland scene, that is like probably one of the most famous parts of this film. So I'm oh, glad I, you didn't
2: catch on to it. Nope, then. that was probably the the biggest thing that was not ruined for me. I uh man, yeah, no. Jason getting head like that with with <laughs> Freddie and Freddie Winkin, that was adorable. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I had fun with this movie. It's it's Compared to some of the other, like, because I've been watching quite a bit of horror movies, and, like, the one thing I hate about a horror sequel, so to speak, and obviously this is kind of a different breed than just a straight-up sequel. It's a mashup, and it's kind of a—it's weird because it's a mashup. It's a—I wouldn't say a retcon, but also a retread, um, whatever. It's, it's a lot of different things. But the one thing that this just doesn't fall into the trap of, like a normal horror sequel does, is that it doesn't feel like it's— um, giving me the same movie as the movies that inspired it like certainly there are a lot of elements at play here uh like the two villains themselves and the way they kill and um the scenarios themselves but because of the ridiculous uh uh, Dictotomy between the two the two antagonists uh, it, for me at least it never got old uh, I wouldn't say this was some kind of like classic in like bad movie you know in fact it's almost a little too competent at in certain places to be like a truly like it's so bad as good but it's it, it's so fun that it's good so that's uh, those are my initial thoughts that I had fun with it and um, this is not like the worst Nightmare on Elm Street movie I've seen. So that that's that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've actually seen the final final Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> film, and it still to this day haunts me and with just how shit it is. Now, when you say that, you yeah, mean you don't the mean final
2: new nightmare. Robert England,
0: not one. not that one. Well, no. hold
2: on. Because there's also two different things. So you don't mean New Nightmare, directed by Wes Cra- Craven, where yeah. Robert Englund plays Freddy and everybody else plays themselves. You mean the final chapter, which is like number six. Yeah, Which is like the f- dream... Some it's a dream child or the final? I don't know. But it's some bullshit. Well, we're not, yeah. we're, we're not talking six. about the reboot either. No. Oh, no, 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 with, uh, okay. with, uh, yeah. yes. no. With Hero Haley. Yes. We're talking about the final one. The one, one gotcha. that takes place in the final in the universe of A Nightmare. By the yeah. Movies.
0: Yeah, that one's horrible.
2: Yeah. So what did uh, you think of Freddy vs. Jason? Oh,
0: man. This film, I, I have to totally agree with you, Nick. Oh, only I'll, I'll disagree on, well, on yeah. one point. It's like it's not... It's in on the joke, but it's not fifty percent in on the joke. I think it's all in on the joke. Okay. I think this 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 is the hammiest, stupidest bullshit <laughs> no, I've ever seen. Not. And it's really <laughs> and it's actually really fun. Like I I I Well, I
2: I agree that it's fun and that and that is hammy and it's bullshit. I just feel like it for me and I'll bet it right back to you, yeah. but that it was like it went from every other scene. Like one scene I was watching it, I'm like, no, they know this is stupid. Mm. And then the next scene I was like, No, they think that this is good. I mean good. it's
1: pretty clear from the very first scene uh, and I, I'm not talking about the Freddy Krueger house-burning scene. I'm talking about the scene with the... In my
2: days, we had to watch Barefoot <laughs> to, not... to rape kids. <laughs> what?
0: The girl just flicks her cigarette out of out the window, and it hits, it's hits. It's fucking amazing. Oh, she's um, going to die.
1: I'm, I'm, you littering I'm... I'm I'm referring to the scene with the uh, the naked girl going for the swim with Mike, her uh, boyfriend. Mike who, who never shows up. Never see Mike. But when she puts her uh, shirt back on with no pants and then runs with her fake breasts not bouncing, sticking perfectly out of the shirt, it's pretty clear that they knew what they were doing at that point. Oh, I so,
2: I yeah. agree.
0: I-, <laughs> I have to say that one of my favorite scenes was during the 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 cornfield party. <laughs> when he got set on fire, and it was just cutting a swath of just like destruction falling after him, and it just starts murdering all these kids, like I even said like when it when it zoomed in it's like it, it's it's basically this single row that leads into a, a, a little semicircle where all these cars are perfectly parked.
2: I was going to say, and there is no, when we see the overhead helicopter shot of that cornfield, yeah. how did those cars get there? No, I don't know! Because none of those crops are run down. God- none of them! Goddamn Gotham. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this it, again. It, it's it's absolutely nuts, and he just starts murdering all of them, and I was like, why? And there's why? an attempted rape?
2: Yeah! All from of the, that.
0: From the Day Glow stick guy, was I'm so glad it got launched in the I was gonna air. say that guy got fucking
1: machete cat- catapulted <laughs> Fuck out of yeah. there, man. Yeah. Uh, I will say about that scene—that uh, is the one scene in terms of the cinematography of this film, which is just as replaceable as any other horror film. Mm-hmm. But that scene when we see Jason cutting down people—it looks actually pretty fantastic for a horror film. Yeah. I have
2: some controversial opinions, I think, about this movie okay. cinematography and okay. and lighting, which I made several comments uh... to. <laughs> It, it, okay, I, if I can share them really quick. Yes, it's right. not so much that I think that they're exemplary or some kind of like you should study this, <laughs> but they are way more. I would say lively and uh, conscious of what they're showing and how they're showing it than something that I even love even more, like the Saw movies or something. Yeah. Like like those felt. Those feel like made for TV productions or whatever like there are some shots in my opinion that are just striking horror shot not so much a, like because it like in <laughs> infected some level of terror in me but yeah. just as far as like that's what I think of when I picture horror like it's... when she's on the dock and the whole thing is burning uh, behind her mm-hmm. like that wide shot and a few other things that like I love the fact that for some weird reason there are blue black lights in the uh, in the van and yeah there are a lot lot of
0: primary and, color scenes, like yeah. there's the, the blue black backlights in the van, there's...
2: The boiler room goes from red to green. Red to green, yeah. There's no in-between, and even there's a certain scene when um, Monica Keena's character, Lori, is confronting her father in her house, and this is going to be uh, kind of a deep cut here, but... it. <laughs> <clears throat> it like it, it. It reminds me of like a Douglas Sirk melodrama from the fifties, where um, he lights up completely blue in the in the house, but yet uh, com- like a beautiful shade of like yellow orange in the um, in the porch light, and mm. the way those two contrast each other. I don't know. I, all I can say is that I shouldn't have noticed the lighting in this movie, mm. and s- at least uh, sometimes the cinematography, and I did, mm. and that. Shows more forethought than a lot of horror movies of its uh, kind does. So
0: I I will concede that, you know, having you talk about it, like in, the actual experience of watching it, I thought I was like, oh, whatever, it's just like standard. Because the the experience of initially watching it is like I didn't I didn't see as much nuance in it as you did. I thought I I think I just saw a, a director putting a, a tinted cellophane like sheet over the actual
2: like yeah. like. Camera. I don't know if I would go on nuance so much as just that I I was appreciating the fact that they didn't just – it's kind of like what I talked about when we talked about the – we did an episode on X-Men Apocalypse, which I think is certainly a better shot movie in my opinion. But um, there were scenes in that movie where there was no reason for it to be lit the way it was other than to just – Bring it out visually, and I think this movie kind of flirts with that idea of mm. auteur lighting. Where, uh, certainly On a in an, film, in, in an elementary way, yeah. but still a way that got me to notice it. So, yeah. anyway,
0: yeah, um, besides that, there's <laughs> I wasn't scared by any of this, actually, I was scared by one thing, and that's just because I'm a big scaredy cat. <laughs> um... You you were making a couple noises over yeah, there, yeah, I did. Um, but I Overall, I really enjoyed this film. I, I don't know if I would... I would watch it again, but I'd have to be drunk. So, yeah. I'll pass this on to uh, to Alex. Oh, yeah. I was half drunk.
1: Um, this was certainly a different viewing for me. Uh, you watched this film as a 16-year-old... Uh, boy, as I was in the theater with people who were quite enjoying this movie, <laughs> and there's not a reason why you wouldn't enjoy this in the theater. All right.
2: And didn't you say you saw this movie with Kenny? I did. I was going to say that. I want to say that this episode is dedicated to Kenny because I know he and, he, he, and he would. Uh, there was I,
1: talk about him possibly joining right. us for this, but episode. this is he like right up Kenny's alley. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, This yeah. is this is like Kenny's bread and butter right here. Oh yeah. So and I know he's seen his Since then, and he uh, quite enjoys this movie. As he should. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, uh, seeing this again all the way through for the second time, I've seen bits and pieces over the years. But seeing this all the way through the second time, um, for sure, this is, other than the total, uh, just deep, serious, uh, slasher horror films that i usually do enjoy because those are the the kind of horror films that i appreciate usually uh that go for a little more of a serious tone and actually do try to scare you in a certain way uh this film was just fun only because uh for me everybody in this movie was having a good time uh robert england who uh are you ready
2: for freddy he clearly, <laughs>
1: uh, it seemed like, wasn't just cashing a paycheck here, in my opinion, because uh, that's a guy who's, com- pl- like, his his life is based around Freddy Krueger. And but- he has
2: certainly made appearances in which it's clear <laughs> that he is cashing a paycheck.
1: Yes. but here it does seem like uh, he at least had enough to do. He had a lot of uh, very... Whether they landed or not, very interesting lines. Even, uh, I think, something that he's never been given any sort of credit for, which is his uh, the delivery and timing, some of that was actually pretty good here. I like, heard. when he's trying to throw stuff uh, during the climactic scene of Jason, he just turns around and goes, Hey, asshole! <laughs> like, it just, just the way he said it and the tone he had, uh, it just seemed like he was actually enjoying uh, making this film, which... This seems like it should have just been a total fucking cash grab for everybody involved. But it seems like the people who made this film, whether it be dumb or not, were here to have a good time. And they did. And I think it showed in the final product. Uh, This isn't a great movie. It isn't uh, sort of reinventing any sort of wheels. But this is doing an enjoyable hour and 26 minute horror film that is made for adults and is not trying to sugarcoat anything. Uh, it's very vulgar. It has a lot of very ugly themes like date rape and um, just uh, misogyny at every single turn. Like the, I'm not going to ask you again when he wants to have sex with his pseudo girlfriend. <laughs> Even the dead ghost
2: version of him. <laughs> it's
1: just a douche. sad. <laughs> But I think that is something that definitely is interesting about this film, is that this is a classic horror trope of the uh, asshole characters getting killed off first. But it is interesting to me that the characters who are uh, completely protagonists throughout this film, for the most part, make it through towards the end, and the people who you want to see get killed off do in spectacular fashion yeah. like this a this is little... fan service to a team. oh yeah yeah like this like we talked about the scene in don't breathe when the asshole who was laying on the uh ceiling window gets shot and falls through and oh everyone God, in, the, yes. in the theater was like fuck yeah fuck that guy yeah like there was so much of that in this film and it's just so much there for you if you just want to sit down and watch a a, a film that's enjoyable and it's a much different kind of film but I had a very similar reaction watching it over again for the first time in a decade. Uh when myself and Nick, I think it was either a year or a year and a half ago watched Orange County for the first time. Oh, yeah. It's a film I brought up a couple times yeah. being a short film that gives you exactly what you want out of it whether it be good or bad. And and this does the same thing. And it's um yeah, it's just an enjoyable little piece of trash and I
2: I am all in for it for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I said earlier, I had a lot of fun watching this. I thought even when I wasn't like laughing at it, um, uh despite the fact that I certainly wasn't scared by it I will say some of the imagery was at least fun to look at, like, and kind of cool. Like, some of the dream sequences, uh, particularly, I did like the one that happens to the one guy. I, I barely know anybody's name. <laughs> Thank you for name. being descriptive. Yeah, it's... I barely know anybody's name in this movie. But the and guy you who's, shouldn't, you shouldn't. who's yeah, sleeping so. at his desk when Jason Ritter and Lori come up to his house to like try to wake him up yeah when he's in his own huge bathroom that shouldn't be (laughs) that big um and uh the 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 other guy the dead guy is in his bathtub like just a few things like that some nice quick cuts to kind of just at least to give you something because that's kind of what's always uh what i've been watching the uh nightmare on elm street movies like that's what's even like movies in that franchise that i'm not liking that much I still can I find them possibly watchable because the dream nature of the this conceit means that we can always kind of have new images that are kind of breaking up the flow so and this movie is certainly uh uh brings that to the table
1: and we see uh, you're just getting deeper into the, <laughs> uh deeper <laughs> into the uh, sort of story here uh, you know I feel like the whether it be stupid or not The filmmakers actually did make the showdowns between Freddy versus Jason actually somewhat work in their two different realms. We get Jason in a dream with Freddy, where he has fountains of water around him in Freddy's warehouse, and then we get Freddy... Pulled into reality
2: fighting Jason at, Which is at the camp. Literally a nod to both of their movies because, yeah. in the very first Nightmare on Elm Street, that's how they defeat Freddy is by trying to pull him out of it to mm-hmm. defeat him. Uh, except this time they have Jason Voorhees instead of Home Alone style traps. <laughs> um and obviously yeah like when they, when when they're in their when they're in their van and they're driving with Jason tied up and one of the characters literally says like the line like how far are we from uh Lake Crystal I'm like like that is just the funniest line ever because there's like no reason for them to go there other than this is a Freddy versus Jason movie yes. and i and i love that that yeah. like that's all it took was for one character to to ask how far they were away
0: from it What a shitty universe where there's not only <laughs> one but two supernatural hey, like man. I I was
2: just going to say, this
1: is like the horror movie equivalent of Gotham City being right next to Metropolis. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) They just hop in the bus and head over to... You got
2: Elm Street... And then the next street over <laughs> is the crystal. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. The camera just never panned over to, like, that side.
2: Yeah. You,
1: you just see fucking Morpheus come out. Get her a helicopter!
2: <laughs> I gotta say, part of what makes this movie work for me is the fact that it's trying to be a horror movie for the first 60 minutes or so, but once Freddy... I mean, it's trying. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But once Freddy and Jason decide to fight each other, it just becomes an action movie. Like, it and. It's not like the best action I've ever seen, but the fact that it totally well,
1: and, and the, this I because mean, there's
2: no other way for them to fight each other. Complete with wire right. foo, they, yeah. they can't scare each other. Yeah. You
1: straight up, have Freddy Boom. Freddy Cougar shooting torpedoes yeah. at me. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah, and once, it, or even uh, Jason taking Freddy and pushing him through every window of that building. That was yeah, amazing. that was great. Yeah, that looked like, great too. It
1: that did. actually looked good. I, good. Wow. It was so the hard. world's
2: longest building, like uh, Furious Six with the uh, no, no, with the airstrip. No, 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 it no. was. it was no, like no. that. Furious <laughs> Six was way worse. I don't know. Ah, yeah. <laughs> It'll cost that you. shit went on for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, but that's an airstrip. <laughs> this is a building. It's a fucking airstrip. It's, it's meant it's just, to be long. This is a dining hall it should not uh, be that We long. can we can
1: I think we can all agree uh that Mask of the Phantasm was more egregious. So that's fine.
2: I don't think. But the mean. cars on the building. The cars on the roof? <laughs> yeah. Like
1: second it's... mention in this
2: episode. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Yeah!
2: <laughs> yeah. But no and I I have to admit it's not that I got invested in it but I love the fact that this movie like in the span of 5 minutes I want to say goes uh, at least attempts to goes from comedy, horror, and melodrama and action, in the same like wingspan, because you know we get them fighting in the dining hall, and then um, even Monica Kina's character, Lori, who uh, uh, Jason Ritter is trying to tell her that they need to leave, because that's sensible, and she's like, her impassioned, while tears you know run down her face about how her father didn't actually kill her mother, I'm like, oh my god, they're taking this seriously. <laughs> uh, just a little scenes like that, where I'm like, they are going all in on everything, not just the action, not just the comedy, Comedy, yeah, it's but good, the it's actual a, melodrama it's a
1: good thing that 2002 keanu reeves wasn't here because he would have definitely be taking this film seriously oh he would have mac get those choppers out of here <laughs> oh boy. can i say something uh just kind of jumping off here yeah. about uh the way that the characters in this film not necessarily play off each other but but move throughout um there are so many glorious line deliveries here that are clearly trying to be stupid. And uh, the way they're delivered between characters is just great. Uh, the one that I love is the guy drinking out of the uh, pitcher that has Everclear in it saying, Oh, bro, this Everclear is so good. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> what he said. Yeah. Okay, for some reason, I was transported back to 2003, and all I heard was the, line, or the word Everclear, and I thought he was talking about the band. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, where does Everclear? <laughs> I was waiting for. I wish
1: it would have been. That would have been great if he's like listening to a Walkman. And he's like, yeah. "Dude, this Everclear is so dope."
2: I was waiting <laughs> for Everclear to start pumping through the soundtrack, and but okay, that makes more sense. I'm going to take them to the actual stock
1: market so they can.
2: <laughs> Please don't tell me everything is wonderful again. <laughs>
1: wow. Um. Yeah. And the the, the <laughs> fact that they just straight just light up, Jason. Yep. Just... <laughs> Just light him on fire. Although it is after he does that awesome kill where he turns that guy's
2: head around like a fucking screw. That was great. That was man. great. There was I actually there was a I thought of quite a bit of good kills in this movie. <gasps> like we talked about the the bed one, which was fantastic. Nice lid lifter. I was. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, the one in the cornfield was fantastic. Um, there's also I want to say no uh, shit. Nope. <laughs> And then, I for, was remembering a different movie.
1: For the most part, the only way this movie could have ended, whether it be stupid or not, with Jason flying out of the water and sticking Freddy Krueger's arm through his heart for the most part, it's stupid and campy and pretty obvious. But While well, Freddy is, is holding
0: wonderful. his machete. Yeah, so.
1: it's pretty much the only way this movie could have
0: ended. It, it looks like fan fiction. It, it really, yep. do, it really does like look like fan fiction. It's like, and that's when he grabbed his weapon. Then he no, grabbed his weapon. That, and they fought each other. That, that was legitimately the
1: dinosaur coming flying out of the water to get the Adonis Rex. in oh, Jurassic yeah. World. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that was. Yeah. And I am sure people in the theater. I don't remember it exactly like this, but I am sure there were people that in the theater they were clapping and be like, "Fuck yeah,
2: woo!" Yeah. No, that's the thing is that the movie is called Freddy vs Jason. Like I don't know who would sit down to watch this and want anything other than what this movie uh, sets out to do. Because at the end of the day, like if we got a better movie than than what we got, it it would not be as entertaining.
1: And the fact that uh, just being a fan of new metal and of uh, the, this era's rock music, the way uh, I was. And this film actually does have a wonderful little uh, rock soundtrack if you've ever had a chance to listen to it. It actually is, if you are a fan of music of that time period, uh, heavy metal music or new metal music, quite good. The fact that the... Uh, film can go to credits and it can have a song by the band El Nino playing is just awesome. El Nino. That's right. It is so time period correct in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I, I, I... the more I think about it, the more that i'm I'm glad that we decided to watch this, especially together. I think if you tried to sit down by yourself and watch this, no matter who you are, you would not have as much fun as if you got together with friends and
2: and watch this movie well there are you know there are certain things you could do by yourself that you can't do with company like well. <laughs> watch Freddy vs. teeth no, I agree this is the <laughs> the the ultimate movie to throw on in uh uh consume alcoholic beverages or non-alcoholic beverages if you please yeah. and um and and basically uh mystery science theater the shit out of it oh yeah but i will say that that also i guess should i go into final rating I mean, sure. is there more yeah. that, no, okay. is there more <laughs> is there, do we need to go any deeper into freddie versus jason i don't know man <laughs> um but like having said that like i also don't want to like obscure the fact that even if I think it's entertaining to watch and make fun of, like the only reason I, we get through this movie is because there is some semblance of rational thought here uh, and uh, a modicum of entertainment. And that sounds like faint praise, but it's really high praise for this movie that honestly should have been much worse than it is. Mm -hmm. Like it, it should have been like, a a laughable snooze fest, but instead it's just a laughable gore-fest, and and I I really appreciate it for what it was. So I have to give this movie 3 out of 5 stars because I am just from this viewing alone, I am thoroughly entertained by it. I want to watch it again at some point with more alcohol. And, um, yeah, it's just, this is, uh, Oh, I have to also give a shout out to the wonderful prologue in this movie where we, we briefly mentioned it, but the fact that Robert Englund, and I think that's what you were saying, Alex earlier, where like, he's clearly actually having a good time and not just, uh, in it for the money, but mm-hmm. like, it, like, I love the idea that this is his swan song for the character. Cause no matter who plays Jason, like it doesn't matter. Like I, you can't have an attachment to playing that character the same way that he obviously sh- should have to play Freddy Krueger. But that prologue where he's like. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah. And, you know, he's, <laughs> and he's detailing how the Elm Street kids aren't scared of him anymore. He, he just sounds like a pissed off Santa Claus. And, he likes the dark
1: meat, man. <laughs> so, oh, oh boy, God. And,
2: yeah, and, oh man. And so, yeah, it's just all those line deliveries that, especially in that prologue, where he sounds like he's uh, telling his grandson how the the new kids don't <laughs> fear him anymore. It's just the creepiest. In fact, actually, I will say when the the only time this movie truly verges into a, like a genuine horror uh uh territory for me at least is not because i'm so scared by it but is when this movie visualizes uh the two um characters Backstory that we've yeah, never that we've sure. never seen visualized before. So Freddy's prologue, in which he, you finally, because you've always known it happened, but you see the actual him approaching the little girl and then the parents burning him alive, and him pre uh, his normal look. Well, and you ha- and you see
1: him. Both putting the photo into the into the book, yep. and and just the image of the the little you know seven year old girl yep. kneeling down next to the uh, that that's kind with of up. that with him saying that
2: little especially little girls give him the power yeah. the most and
1: yeah all um, that dude that yep. was that was like legitimately that was yeah way more horrifying than something you would see yep. in a regular generic horror film and so that well.
2: coupled with uh, we also see Jason's backstory visualized too in which um, he. Uh, drowns in the... We, we see a visualization. We yeah. don't know if it exists It was a dream, but...
1: Yeah. I, and I was going to say, although Freddy Krueger is fucking a camp counselor in that no. and <laughs> waves her arms. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. And I'm not Hi. trying to say it's genuine,
2: <laughs> but I'm just saying the image of that bald yes. child yes. Freddy, or pff, Freddy, Jason, yeah. falling into the water while all of those little kids just run away the opposite direction. Yeah. like It's like, holy shit. like Those are the only time when like, like my I was actually starting to feel slightly like, oh, this is actual horror. but uh, and, and that's another unique thing about this movie that kind of makes it, in my opinion, c- kind of essential to these two franchises. So hmm. uh, yeah, I give it three out of five stars. I totally recommend that anybody should check it out uh, because it is entertaining and drink beer while you watch it. That's oh,
1: yeah. a good option. Yeah. All right, moving on to tea. Let's yeah. hear it.
0: Yeah, I got to say, um, typically I would... Judge a film like this by a much harsher metric, in that like it's more of like a, a a mock quantitative like assessment of like how I would look at any film. But I really think I can't really look at this film on the same level as I would any other film because it's so it's just a slocky mess of of fun and 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 just self debasement. Like it really is just taking the piss out of both of these properties equally, and it's just having fun with it. Um, and it may not be really true to the spirit of what I would typically get out of either of those franchises. Like, I'm really just... If if I'm going to watch a, a Friday the 13th film, I'm going there for scares. If I'm going for Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm looking for... There's going to be humor, but predominantly there's going to be more yeah. scary shit that's going to happen. I don't feel like it really hit the the sweet spot of the, the highs of either of those franchises, obviously. This is such
2: a weird beast when it's yeah. crossed between them because it's clearly a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh, yeah. But... The the logic in which it goes from Freddy to Jason mm-hmm. completely, I would say, derails the tension in this movie.
0: It really just embeds uh, Friday the Thirteenth within the larger Nightmare on Elm Street continuity. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I I really enjoy this. I would watch it again, uh, preferably not on my own. Not because I'm scared of it, but just because it's, it's it's more okay, buddy. It's more fun to watch a film like this. This film was
2: made for communal viewing. Yep. It was made for that. And if-, if this came to theaters, I would go to a theater and watch it. Like yeah. it just like on the big, especially if, the, if it's like one of the theaters around here that serves alcohol, but just on a big screen with a group of people, I I would enjoy that far more than I would enjoy the group I watched like The Shining with at the Elgin Theater where they wouldn't stop heckling it. Even if I understand that that movie can be comedic at times, mm-hmm. but this is the kind of movie that I would prefer other people to yell at the screen at. Right, yeah.
0: And and even though, obviously, this is not a scary film, it, it's
2: not – Speak for yourself. <laughs> um,
0: it, even that, that it's, it's tailor-made for communal viewing, I feel like it has more in common with the sort of the appeal of both of those – those franchises, just from a a, a different vantage point. And so I feel like it was it was a, a success, just not in the way that you would typically take from those. So I'm going to mirror your rating and just give it a three out of five, just because I think that it it set out what it wanted to do and it did it well. Yeah. So good stuff. It's going to be threes all
2: around. Oh you know, yeah. This a rare. I can't thing. believe nobody gave us a five. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> you had them all up and. Uh, subtract four, you've got five. So there you go.
2: Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, math. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, this. I, I can't honestly remember a time, and I'm sure we have, but I can't remember a time when we all had the exact same rating.
2: Yeah, that's a rare thing. Yeah. Uh, this though, usually, you two are wrong. You know?
0: Freddy versus Jason brought us all together.
1: Uh, indeed. <laughs> oh boy. It's uh-huh. quite a statement, right there. That's like uh that's like a film tagline. Uh this is just what three out of five
2: bitch. <laughs> three <laughs> out of five dukes. Uh, I was gonna do that, <laughs> damn it! I forgot. <laughs> I when this episode started, I'm like, "We're doing horror." I gotta rate it, Baba Dukes. I'll remember that by the time week, but no. And the,
1: what's great is I'm the one who did it. So yeah, that's you awesome. a bitch. I know, oh, fucker. So this film uh, is is uh, I've already mentioned pretty much every thought I had on it. Uh, this is just delightful <laughs> little. There must be more. No, not really. This delightful little silly bad fun. Uh, that is an hour and 27 minutes of stupidity and silliness and some scary. And uh, if you're into this to have a good time, you're going to have a good time. That's really all there is to say about this movie, as it is uh, not a piece of art. It's it's not anything like that, in my opinion. But it is a, a fun movie that uh, I think we need more things like this that are... As in tune with how stupid they are, so not high art, but probably low brow art. Well, yeah, even though we disagreed on uh, the horror elements in Don't Breathe, that is a film that, although it had its comedic moments, for sure was taking itself very seriously. Oh yeah, um, and uh, there, there, right. there just aren't many. Films. The only
2: franchise I can think of that's currently kind of this level of uh, incredulity is the uh, the Fast and Furious franchise and the way that they keep topping themselves. Even yeah. the way they've like I've said earlier, they started pairing up uh, The Neasel versus The Rock. I mean even if it's subliminal, they are giving the fans like what they want with no shame whatsoever.
0: And that's steered by spectacle. Like it's yep. just greater and greater stunt. It's not so much um, – in, in in a way, I, f- I feel like that that sort of campiness uh, combined purely Spectacle is almost like a cop out.
2: I really wish Chase, no, not Jason, Freddie would have looked at uh, <laughs> Jason and said, "We're family." And We're family. <laughs> oh boy, it's been a long time. Oh god.
1: <laughs> well, but this film is Freddie just
0: pulls up in his Trans Am right right <laughs> next to, to Jason, like. <laughs>
1: anyway. Uh, this film is, uh, you know, just just fun. It's a, it's enjoyable. It's a silly little horror film. It's it's aged badly, but at the same time, aged very well for what it's trying to do. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and I like watching it. And I'm gonna watch it again. Three out of five for me for Freddy versus Jason. Uh, I will say, interestingly enough, that you did mention the box office with this film. Uh, even yeah, fifty
2: six. Though- Weeks in a row, number one.
1: Even though it didn't necessarily come out at a uh, big time for movies, as this was released uh, in the middle of August, so meh, like kind of the end of summer season, it did win the box office its first weekend. That doesn't surprise
2: me. No, uh, even if it came out at a slightly bigger whatever, but like, despite the fact that these were past their prime, like if I was even a mediocre fan of either franchise, and this came out at that time, this would have piqued my curiosity. And this is a film that quadrupled its budget, so hey,
1: it it, it pretty much hit all the check marks for a horror franchise film. And
2: clearly so. all that budget went into the little worm monster that ate up uh, Jay from James Silent Bob. <laughs> and smoked the, the Bond. Yeah, and... <laughs> God, the Alice the, in Wonderland.
0: The dogs in the second Nightmare on Elm Street film were so much scarier than that fucking... Yeah, that's because
2: I physically get sick thinking that a dog was actually abused and had a mask sewn onto it for that effect.
0: <laughs> yeah. They didn't even need to be there.
1: <laughs> so on uh, our next episode of Film Tank, we're going in a little bit different direction, talking about the film Filth, starring James McAvoy. That's right. Uh, we are planning to be joined next week by our friend Erin, uh, as she picked this film. Yay. And, uh Yay. We'll see. Uh hopefully she too well no, I'm just sometimes yeah. you you never know what happens, so maybe she won't end up being here. But we're planning to be uh doing this episode with her next week and talking about the film Filth. It is on Netflix, so if you wanna check it out before listening to that episode, it is at least for right now, there for you. But we'll see what happens uh next month. If you have any thoughts on Freddy vs. Jason, Filth, or any other film we've talked about or haven't talked about, you can always send them on to us at FilmTankShow at com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at film Tank Show, And you can find all of our episodes on our website, FilmTankShow.com, or on iTunes.
2: And Stitcher.
1: And Stitcher. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I lost my triumph out there for like a second, that's but I okay. got it right back. Yeah,
2: you're still here.
1: It, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, from Nick Cheney to Son and myself, Alex Diekman, thank you as always for listening to this episode of Film Tank. And we will catch up with you next time. See you in your nightmares. Yeah, bitch. Play the game. <laughs>